Hey, this is Nadine. This is John. This is Dan. And this is She's Not a Slot Yet. This is a podcast about three friends watching cult movies and drinking together. This week, we'll be reviewing Dan's non-list pick, The Mighty Ducks, which was released in 1992, and definitely a favorite of both of ours because we're old. Go ahead and take away the box office stats, babe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we have uh, this movie. It's not quite clear what the actual budget was. It was either $14 million or $10 million. But it opened to $6 million and then had a overall gross of $50 million domestically since it was not an international release. It won no awards and had two nominations. Rating-wise, it is a 6.6 stars on IMDb. This is heartbreak, but it's only a 21% on Rotten Tomatoes for the critics, but then a 65% for the audience. So- yeah, but you got to keep in mind when it comes to critics, they, uh, they review movies a lot different than uh, your standard audience member does, so... For 20, 21% is just pretty pretty low. I wouldn't rate it that low. Yeah, critics have no heart. That's that's what I'm getting out of this. <laughs> Alrighty. Wow. I mean, yeah. I was going to bring up the critic from Ratatouille, how he came into his heart at the very end and suddenly understood oh, what yeah. love was. But, but, you know, critics don't have hearts, sure. That's a movie. It's not real life. In real life, critics don't have hearts, John. <laughs> Oh my god, okay. Alright, critic. Anyways, go ahead, Nadine, <laughs> with the interesting movie facts. Alrighty, so Jake Gyllenhaal, who was unknown at the time, auditioned for the role of Charlie Conway, but his parents wouldn't let him do the movie, so the producers ended up casting Joshua Jackson. Charlie Sheen was offered the role of Gordon Bombay, which would have been very odd to see. Uh, he turned it down, <laughs> thank god, and later on his brother Emilio Estevez took the role. When the Anaheim Mighty Ducks were added on as an expansion team to the National Hockey League, to the NHL, they were named after the movie because the team was owned by Disney. However, prior to 2005-2006 NHL season, the Ducks dropped Mighty from their name and are now known as the Anaheim Ducks. Oh, that's Either interesting. Are... So they actually yeah. made an NHL, NHL team from this. Oh, yep. Okay. Leonardo DiCaprio auditioned for the part of Charlie Conway because that would not have meant any sense whatsoever but okay but lost out to joshua jackson in similar fashion juliet lewis tried out for the part of connie but lost out to marguerite maru i can't say her last name so you know vincent larusso wasn't given the role of adam banks initially but later it was given to him when the child who originally played banks became too difficult to work with which like how difficult can a kid be i mean they're kids they're assholes i'm not saying that to be a dick i'm just saying (laughs) like I get that some sometimes kids are assholes because they don't have that whole, like, you're supposed to work professionally thing. As an adult, you learn. But, like, how difficult can it be to work with a kid, you know? I mean, I was a terrible kid, so probably not the best to work with me as a kid, so I understand that. I mean, you're hard to work with as an adult, John, so I don't All know what right, to tell you. I'm Nadine, just kidding, listen <laughs> here, you brat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Bill Murray. Bill Murray was considered to play Gordon Bombay, but deemed too old. That that hurts my soul. Uh, During the final, yeah, I know. I would have loved that. During the final part of the hockey game in the DVD version, a Queen song plays when the game ends. The TV version and foreign versions, just the traditional music score plays during the end of the game. It was before the credits, after the game. Uh, when the team is playing as District 5, Averman's orange shirt has a number four on it. This is the name, same number he wears when they play as the Ducks and will be on his future team jerseys. Writer Stephen Brill sued for royalties over the film. I don't really know any more than that. That's all I saw, and I wasn't going to delve too crazy deep into it. Um, in the UK, this movie was actually titled Champions. <laughs> 
uh, this movie, which it doesn't have the same ring, right? No, it doesn't. Um, it just sounds it's it sounds like a, something completely different. So this movie ends with Gordon getting on a Greyhound bus. The second movie begins with him getting off a Greyhound bus. The only film in the trilogy where no one on the Ducks team is even referred to as the team captain, Banks is mistakenly referred to as captain in the second film until Charlie later is. And Charlie is correctly called the team captain in the third film before being stripped of it and then later being awarded it again. Yeah, I didn't know this was a trilogy at all, so that's that's interesting. Oh, let's see this. <laughs> what is this, Nadine? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel like going back to fix it, so I just left it. <laughs> oh my god, I'm about to read that. Do you want me to read it in like full caps? All caps. What, how do you yeah, want? If you, yeah. if you want to, that's all you. I mean, that's no, I'm not. You know, I'm not it's doing readers, that. It's readers' discretion. It's readers' discretion. <laughs> no, it should be the writer's discretion. I'm the one that has to read it. No, you work the magic, John. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, get out of here. <laughs> Alright, so anyways, the movie begins with a replay of Gordon Bombay's shot that lost the championships when he was a kid. Oh no. The scene then switches to the current day Gordon working as a lawyer. As Gordon leaves work, he gets pulled over for drunk driving and ends up losing not only his license, but was put on suspension at work and forced into community service. Also, oh no, what what a twist. His boss, however, was nice enough to set him up to coach hockey for kids as his community service. The scene then switches again to show a bunch of kids playing a prank on a passerby before they go to hockey practice to meet their new coach. Upon arrival, Gordon realizes the team he is the coach is not good at all. In Sue Caps, he then gets back in the limo he came in as he tells the kids to keep practicing to check on work emails. You know, outro of Caps. As soon as he gets in the car, though, the kids follow, and he has the driver drive kids around the ice until Charlie's mom starts stops the car and yells at him. The next day, at the game, the kids get creamed by the other team, which happens to be the team Gordon played on as a kid. After the game, Gordon is livid with the kids for their performance and blames their lack of skills and their inability to listen, despite the fact that he didn't even try to coach them in the first place. The next day at practice, instead of actually coaching the kids, he teaches them how to fake an injury during the game. Gordon then tries to enforce this during the team's next game, but Charlie refuses, causing the rest of the team and their parents to turn on Gordon. That night, Gordon goes on a walk to the shop of an old friend, Hans, from when he, for, you know, from when he played hockey as a kid. While there, Hans reminds him of how much he loved to play as a child, and tells him he shouldn't be so concerned with winning, but making the game fun for the kids. As Gordon goes to leave the shop, Hans gives him a pair of skates and tells him to use them to remember how much fun he used to have. After his conversation with Hans, Gordon decides to visit Charlie and his mom to apologize for his behavior at the previous games and practices. He also asks for Charlie to come back to the team with the promise they will do better, and they will hopefully have more fun this time. Keeping on the track of goodwill for the team, Gordon then goes to his job and convinces them to fund the team so the kids could get proper uniforms and equipment. The firm agrees, as long as the team is named after it, and the kids go on a shopping spree for all the gear they could possibly need. Which ended up being seventy two hundred dollars, and you know back then that's <laughs> that's a lot. Have you ever gone to like a hockey oh, store? Yeah, yeah, I know it's I know it's expensive, but like, dang, that much? Probably fucking accurate because Dan used to play ice hockey as a kid, and I played field hockey, and field hockey is nowhere near as expensive as ice hockey, and it would still cost my mom an arm and a fucking leg. Like it's expensive for hockey stuff. So how's your mom de dealing with her disability now that she only has an arm and a leg? She's doing fine. She works from home, so. <laughs> Oh yeah. I, yeah. I actually only played floor hockey. I was never able to actually play ice hockey, but I was uh really good at as a goalie. 
but I <laughs> I didn't do any sports because I was a clumsy little clumsy little tall you know skin boy skinny boy I couldn't I couldn't do any sports when I grew up. Anyways, the next day, as Gordon is being driven to practice to practice, his window gets hit by a hockey puck. Gordon then gets out of the car and chases down the kid Fulton, who's shot, to ask him to play for the team. Fulton declines as he does not know how to skate, and Gordon convinces him that the team will teach him. The team then takes him to the mall to teach him how to rollerblade, which is a pretty funny scene. Before the next game, Gordon reveals the jerseys to the kids, and after a little convincing, the team ends up excited for their team name. Gordon then shows off Fulton to the team and scares the other team with Fulton's crazy strength. The team then manages to tie the game with Fulton. The scene then shifts to show Gordon talking to Hans, who tells him the district lines for the teams have been redrawn, and Gordon realizes that one of the players for the Hawks is supposed to be playing for him instead. The Hawks coach confronts Gordon about it, and some of the Ducks overhear the conversation. Everyone on the team except for Charlie and Fulton decide to leave, as they have taken the conversation between the two coaches out of context. Though the team ended up fighting, they did eventually get back together. Which, I mean, that was like a 15-minute segment of them fighting and getting back together, so it's pretty good right there. While the team worked out their issues with each other, Gordon is confronted by his boss and the coach for the Hawks about the players coming to his team. Gordon refuses to rescind his complaint and ends up losing his job. Gordon then goes to the school to collect the kids to talk to him and finds them in detention for quacking at the principal. At the next day, at the next game, the new player from the Hawks, Banks, arrives and the team rejects him. Though they didn't utilize Banks as a talented player, they still did manage to win. The scene then shifts to show the Ducks winning the next several games and managing to get into the finals where they play against the Hawks. The Ducks struggle in the game against the Hawks until the coach of the Hawks purposely has Banks injured. Angry that one of their teammates was injured, the Ducks start playing on their strengths and evening the score between the teams. With the game time, the Ducks are set up to a penalty shot and pick Charlie to make it. With everyone on the edge of their seat, Charlie takes the shot and makes it, winning the game. The scene then switches to show the team saying goodbye to Gordon as he leaves to try out for the Miners. The movie ends with Gordon telling the team he'll be back next season to coach him again before the bus pulls away. So, I just want to note something. Yeah. What was the purpose? Of, what was the purpose at all of making Gordon a lawyer in this movie? I think it was just to show that he's kind of like lost his ways and is just kind of caught up in like. Oh. America. So, you, so becoming a lawyer means that you've lost your medal. All right. Yeah. That's, so it's but, okay. Be, that's like a dream for so many kids. He gave up on his dream. Yeah, yeah, he gave up on his dream because he got it. It's supposed to show that he gave up on his dream because he lost one game. And instead of actually doing something to try to make himself better and work harder for something that he thought was his dream, he scrapped it all together and became kind of soulless, which was the idea of all lawyers at the time, and became a lawyer whose only idea of being good at his job was by winning everything, even if it destroyed other people in his path. That was the whole point of it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, still, though, that like if a lawyer that wins that much is considered an amazing lawyer. Like, he wasn't just good at his job, he was stupendous at his job. Yeah, there, there's this 90s trope of, like, if you're a lawyer, you're just kind of like a uh, an asshole. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> liar, liar, the, the lawyer from Jurassic Park. Like, it's 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 like an archetype character that, that's prevalent in the 90s. Yep. I, I just, I find it amusing that, like, you see, like, back then, lawyers made a lot of money and they still do lawyers make a fuck ton of money 
So seeing him just give up the job for some random kids, I, I, it's like in my opinion, hell no, I wouldn't do that. But that's just me. Like that, that's that's an absolute no go. I'd be like you know rolling in my my hundreds on my bed as I think about how I'm going to screw someone else over at the next job. Such a heartless bitch, God. Right, I'm a terrible person. Anyway, seriously, you are like one of the I am a terrible person. Um, but uh, another thing, another thing I wanted to mention is, was it just me or is it looked really goofy when Gordon actually tried to skate on on the ice? It looked like he was trying his hardest not to fucking fall over. Like the the actor himself. I did notice that he was having a little bit of a hard time, but it was probably because like, I mean, how much practice did they really have for this? You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and and that's one thing I kind of kind of forgive as well. But at the same time, it is kind of funny seeing you know a bunch of kids looking like they've never been on the ice before, struggling on the ice, and then having this adult doing the exact same thing. And it's supposed to be a hockey movie. Like it, it is kind of amusing. Oh and, no, like and, and understandably, this make no sense. But understandably as well, like this is a this is a Disney movie, right? Uh-huh. So this was Disney funded. Why didn't they just put like I don't know? Let's hire some uh. Some old veterans at a uh, ice skating for like I don't know, like twenty bucks an hour. Teach these guys how to skate for a week and then make the movie. Nope. Here's some here's some rollerblades. Get on the ice. Good luck. Don't die. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> they probably did a little bit, but I think part of the uh, I don't know the the humor of the movie is just like how bad yeah. they are at ice skating. Yeah, that's true. Um, also. <laughs> Did did anyone else get vibes from this movie when they were doing the, when they were hitting eggs? If you can dodge a if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball from dodgeball or whatever. Like I got the same the I same vibes from that movie as I did in this dodgeball movie. Dodgeball is actually segment. making fun of this movie for that. That was that really <laughs> so funny to me. Like who cleaned up the frozen eggs on the on the ice ring? Like who brings <laughs> eggs raw eggs to an ice ring and says, "Let's well, practice." Obviously... Hockey team, man. Get it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously, right? <laughs> oh my god. And then and then like you know, you know it's a Disney movie when you can already point out who the female love interest is going to be within the first 10 to 15 minutes of the movie, right? No romantic interaction for most of the movie. And then the last 30 minutes they're like, "Hey, you sh- you and me should work out. <laughs> like you know, let's do it. I I don't know. That's just that cracked me up as well. I mean, I feel like they kind of like set up that like he's trying a to little bit. date her. It's yeah, but it, it was but that's how odd. they always did it back then. So like it like you like now we have higher standards, not crazy high standards. Don't get me wrong, because they still make that mistake in a lot of movies nowadays. But at least they put a little bit more of a build to it, especially since romance is becoming more acceptable to society like romance books romance like movies and tv shows like i mean considering that it considering that romance novels take up almost a third of the entire you know novel industry well, that's yeah you think it's starting to it get a little to bit never more be accepted. accepted and it used to be like people women in particular would be made fun of for that so like the tropes and stuff like that you would see in movies at this time because this it they were definitely made fun of those books and don't get me wrong if you've ever read a 90s romance book you would understand why it was made fun of so fucking hardcore like they're yeah. bad like the ones now like 
And some of the ones that I've actually read are actually not too horrible. Until Stephen King leveled the player the playing field with his hundreds of romance novels. It was pretty Stephen Yeah, you're right. King? It was pretty uh pretty moot of a romance scene. He's the horror writer. Don't <laughs> yeah. fuck yourself, dude. Anyway, I love his books too. Go away. <laughs> Anyway, so what I'm saying is a lot of times when they would do romance, unless it was like a romance movie, like a romantic movie, it was like a very quick splash put together, had to happen in the movie, but like wasn't really concentrated on enough for it to actually make sense. But you knew it was supposed, it was going to be in there because they had it in there for almost every fucking movie ever. So you didn't question it kind of thing. <laughs> I, I made the mistake of looking up a romance novel oh. and I've been traumatized. Mm, Texas hot midnight I, summer. Okay, so oh Jesus! Of, okay, I take it part back. Part of part of what I'm going to the... make you guys do when we have that <laughs> stuff that like it's like oh what you love I'm going to do a month of romance novels and you guys are not going to have an option but to read horrible okay. romance novels. <laughs> Here is the wonderful part. Here's the wonderful part. I actually like reading romance novels, Nadine. I think it's like a little I'm relaxing breath of fresh like air. And make you read them. Do not oh, give me this don't... challenge. <laughs> I will make your life miserable. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, do not, do not put it up to this. Yeah, test. I literally miserable. I promise. Fine, I'll just make you guys read I Chinese, Chinese novels, novels as well. Part of my like degree, dude. The wrong person. <laughs> no Chinese, Chinese like, like the the shitty romance uh, stuff they post online on like their. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. you know I what I mean. Meant, like, like the classics. And I was like, like I've read some classics. of the classics. Thank like, you very much. The ones they put on Baidu or whatever. <laughs> I I'm not sure what you guys. Are oh God, about, there's some curious. fucked up ones out there. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like my interest has been peaked. Let's do this. <laughs> I did want to mention something. I thought this was crazy. This was like a Disney movie, but the movie started out with like him getting a DUI, right? Like that's. For like a Disney movie that just doesn't like it doesn't feel right, um, right? Like, am I wrong? Yes, that? but also no. Um, this in the nineties, um, Disney actually started to lean t more towards kind of not romanticizing would be the word, but kind of pushing it to be a little bit more acceptable in movies for these type of things. And now, as you know, there's stuff that Disney posts that goes, "Oh my god, I didn't think that would be in a movie." But that actually started, like, in the 90s is when they started really pushing for that type of stuff. But for a DUI, I mean, yeah, I can see that being a little bit ridiculous. There's actually something I realized in, like, rewatching this movie that there's kind of, like, a blatantly racist, like, joke in it. Where? When in the, the like, the Oreo line. Did anybody catch that? Okay, do you want to repeat that line for us? Say it again, because so I... I didn't hear anything you said yet. Basically, there's the three kids on the team that are playing on a line together, and like I guess it's two black kids and a white kid. And at first, like the the other team, the uh, the, the Hawks or whatever, are making fun of them, like, "What are you guys, the Oreo line?" And then later in the movie, like Coach Gordon says, "Like, all right, Oreo line, go out there." So it's not like the worst racist thing ever to, to be out there, but it's I mean, just like, yeah, but the, yeah. But then again, that is the 90s. I didn't even hear them say that. Yeah, I, like, missed it completely. Like, I, remember I had no idea it. they were saying that. I remember it, it but it was, it was kind of inconsequential. I don't know. Like, yeah, you could look at it like that. But, again, this is the 90s, and they they were just – they said all the weird shit. Yeah, like I think it's just, just the fact that that joke was in a Disney movie. In yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not, I that, not that Disney doesn't have its own history well, of uh, 
Yeah. Right. Uh, Disney has a lot of history of fucked up bullshit. So, like, if we want to go down that line, we totally yeah. can. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying for like a Disney movie during a time period where like Disney was trying to make their name a little bit better. You they know were what trying mean? to and approach they, the, shit, like... they were trying to get out of the animated film and try and broaden a little bit, which they did. They have a ton of movies and TV shows now, but right. they didn't really have that many back then. That's why when I heard that this was a this was a Disney movie, I'm like, really? But this is like so subpar, you know? I was like, this is a Disney movie? What what is this movie? It's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just kind of not really the standard I'd consider Disney to uh, be. So I was like, hmm. It is kind of bizarre. Like, I never really remember this movie coming out on in the theaters. I mean, I, I know I was only like five years old in 1992. I thought yeah. it was like a Disney Channel thing that came yeah. out. Yeah, like I think I only remember seeing it on like on the Disney Channel or like VHS or, or like Blockbuster or something. Did Mighty Ducks hit the theaters? It definitely did. Like there's yeah. box office stats about it. Yeah, it it did. Um, it, it, it maybe well, I mean. maybe maybe it just wasn't in that specific area because I mean Disney movies that were like not animated movies, didn't exactly do that well in this time period. Like, at all. It's only until Hannah Montana popped up that everyone's like, oh my god! You know? Mm, no, before that, too. But it, you, it, you're right, it wasn't as much. So it did make a bit of a difference. Um, I mean, I would say... It's like if George Lucas came I out thought, with a romance I, movie. Like, just because he has a good name doesn't mean you're going to actually go watch it, you know? Okay, I've seen his attempts at romance in Star Wars. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, my half-sister, my half-sister turns out that she's actually my full <laughs> sister. Yeah, now she's even more attractive. It's just like, no, no, no. No, we're going to stop here. <laughs> I love you, Dan. And I do, and I'm not saying oh, no, I don't fine. like Star Wars. I'm just saying, like, it's, that's, it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> It's like okay, a, we'll, we'll we'll have a Star Wars month. Like don't don't worry about that. We'll, it's basically a Star Wars equivalent of romance is a uh, diehard D and D fan thinking he can write a romance novel out of nowhere. That's basically what it kind of feels like. Yeah, I mean, like, I can't say that's hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, back to the movie after we just roasted Dan a little bit. Oh, trust me. You guys have... I've heard a lot worse from, like, actual diehard Star Wars fans, so... Uh, yeah. I would... I, I, Whenever you say diehard is when I don't really want to start talking to that person anymore. Like, I like Star Wars. Don't get me wrong, but diehard fans scare me. Like, a lot. They're the type of people that, like... Would, I can kind of get that, know, though, watch... because, like, sometimes they're really nasty. Like, really nasty. But that's for any That goes for... Though. I was gonna say that actually goes quite a quite a bit for cult movie fans too, you know. Oh um, yeah, no. With, with, I don't with know God any forbid. of the cult movie fan posts. Yeah, once you go into the fandoms, you, you start seeing some really, really toxic stuff going on. So, fandoms are a no go when it comes to me. I, I feel um, like it's not like all of them. Like I know there's got to be cult movie fans out there that aren't like complete dicks, but the ones that like do. Like, I post a lot in the forums, a lot of, like, not all of them, but a lot of times the ones that are the loudest or the most seen are the ones that are usually dicks. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, but, yeah. so I don't even, like, I don't, I don't like going in the groups for stuff and 
like for the fandoms and stuff like that. I would like to say though, the one fandom that I am interactive with that I have yet to find someone who's a complete asshole with is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, yeah, but that's <laughs> that, that's forgivable though. All right, yeah, like nobody who watches Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is just gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna kill everyone who doesn't like it. They're like, understand? They're like, oh well, you haven't experienced it yet. I understand, you know. But, like, I, can, I can understand that fandom a little bit because I like them. I love the that, Teenage Mutant Turtles. I'm like obsessed. Yeah. Okay, okay. But, All like... right. Pause, pause, pause. Pause, pause, pause. Back to the movie, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're getting so derailed. The train is on its way to a different planet. Um, I know. Oh, my so... God. Wait. We even forgot to put in the beginning of this. Whatever. Fuck it. We'll get to the end of the episode. I don't care. Yeah, we'll just um... we'll say it at the end. Um, <laughs> it's at the end. Um, we'll say it at the end. We'll, we'll, we'll do like a little bit of a segment or something about stuff going on. But, um, one thing I want to mention about this movie, um, that I see a lot of in the eighties and nineties is you notice the theatrical, uh, the release of this movie, how they kind of push it to be a serious, more serious movie, but they add jokes in. Um, right. All of the movies you guys have made me watch in the 80s and 90s are all the same thing. It's supposed to be very serious at times, like stupidly serious, and then there's no pause from that serious scene, and then it's just jokes. And then it's hard to, it blurs the line quite a bit, and it's very hard to take any of it seriously, which obviously, it's a 90s movie, you can't take it seriously. But that the, the, the joke's in there is that, like... In the beginning of the movie, it's supposed to be a child who um, failed like a, you know, failed a championship shot and became a huge letdown. And then the very next scene is him completely just dicking around on the uh, on the lawyer setup thing. Like, there's no pause in between. Um, so for me, like, most of the movies you guys made me watch, with a couple of them, a couple of them are not, especially the ones that aren't in the 80s and 90s. Are usually like this, and it's and it is very hard to follow as well. If that kind of makes sense, no, <laughs> it doesn't make sense, John. Yeah, I, I, you clearly understand. It doesn't make the sense con- at all, really. You, you clearly understand the God concept. damn it! You clearly understand what you're looking at and what you're watching, and yet you're saying you don't understand what you're looking at or what you're watching. I don't know. It doesn't make yeah, sense. this this is a really complicated movie. <laughs> hey, long story short, serious joke movie. It's hard to understand why they did serious joke movie. Okay, I'm sorry I took a minute and a half to describe it. Okay. <laughs> I fucking hate you guys. I hate you guys so much. <laughs> Why don't you give me something? Why aren't you guys like, yeah, I totally understand. That makes a very good point. Anyways, um, here's another thing. You know, but you're like, no, you're stupid. What are you talking about? <laughs> Merciless. Sorry. I'm still following you. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what was God? What was that? Uh, in the movie we literally just watched this movie. I already forgot the name of it. That's how. That's how my my life goes when it comes to these cult classics. Um, the one where they went back in time. And they picked up, Bill yeah, Bill and Ted. It had, yeah, right. This movie gives me weirdly similar vibes. It's just all over the fucking place, man. No, like, what are the chances? What are the chances? Philadelphia. What are you? What are the chances you're driving down Philadelphia in a chauffeur 
and you get hit by a hockey puck that breaks your windshield, and, you, and the first thing you're like, you know what? It's in Minnesota. I'm not going to strangle it's, it's, this yeah. kid. I'm one who to shoot my other window. Like, what is wrong with this? Is, play hockey in Minnesota? Like, is, yeah, exactly. This is Minnesota. What, 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 what crack are you smoking? Would you not pay attention? It is not yeah. Philly. <laughs> No, this movie's hard. It's hard to follow. <laughs> I'm so, I, I feel sorry for you, John. Like, okay, you know what this movie is like? It's like going to the movie theater with a date, letting them pick the movie, and getting distracted by your date the entire movie, and then realizing, oh, yeah, I know what that happened during that movie. Totally. <laughs> no, I still feel sorry. That's for what John. this movie experience is like for me. I still feel sorry for you, John. <laughs> I had my face in the screen the entire movie, and I walked out with nothing. It's a feel-good sports movie. Like, yeah, there's not really much to do it, dude. If I wanted a feel-good yeah. sports movie, I'd want a feel-good like, sports movie. I'd watch The Blind Side get traumatized. That's not a feel-good sports movie. You're no, getting like, traumatized. have this run of like. <laughs> <You're> wrong. <laughs> no, but I think this does fall into this category of like. Um... 90s movies that are about like a team of sports mis misfits that like overcame their like their physical challenges or like other things to to become like champions and it's like the little giants uh the sandlot uh what's the what's the other one what about it's the like, one with the what was it the dirty basketball one we played we watched the dirty basketball not it wasn't baseball? even it wasn't even basketball that's it yeah i love that but movie that that was like an adult humor movie yeah it was another. It was great on its own own accords, but this is like this genre of like kids movies about a team of kids that aren't really good at sports, but they kind of come together and play to their strengths and like beat the the good teams. Well, that is a that is a great way to describe a movie that does not feel like that at all. I don't understand how what? he doesn't. Did you not watch I, the I movie? Like watch I watched movie. the movie. I know what you're saying. That you I obviously the movie. I know, know what you're saying. What this movie feels like then, because you watch the movie and you know what he's saying. You're clear. Yes, but it doesn't give me that vibe. It gives me just like, hey, let's let's get a bunch of like boxcar children off the streets and let's give them a little actor in a movie role and let's just see what happens. Fuck the lines. We don't need that. Let's go. Well, have you ever watched any movie? Ever? I don't even remember most of the kids' names. Okay. I don't even remember most of the kids' names. I know Charlie, Bate, Fulton, and uh, that's about it. Excuse me, sir. You have clearly not watched sports movies that were meant for children. That is from the 90s all that often. Because they all have the same kind When was of I born, Nadine? I don't know. When was I born, Nadine? I don't Nadine? know, John. How do you not know? You've celebrated my birthday with I, me. I keep forgetting how old you are. <laughs> oh, my God. How old do you think I am? 25? 25. You! How do you get that right? Not no, just do simple math! It was... I was born in 96. Okay. This one came out in 92. I don't fucking... All right. This movie All probably right. was dead by the time I was... I was, I was born. born in 91. I was one yeah, was year old a, when this a, came out, and I still saw it, okay? Don't be a bitch. <laughs> and you probably crawled yourself to the movie theater. I know you. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, sir. My first movie was Anastasia that I saw in the movie theaters. Okay, I take it back. I take it back. You have wonderful taste in movies. Thank you. I love that movie. All right, we can continue with this movie. Okay. Now. I also threw up in the theaters <laughs> when I watched it because I oh, ate dear. something I wasn't supposed to eat. But I still watch that movie and love it to this day. <laughs> I, I watched Care Bears as a kid and ate pretzels and lots of water and threw up because I ate too many pretzels. Anyways, I was actually going to say, was it because you were watching the Care Bears? Because that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Wasn't Care Bears from like the 80s? Yeah, they were. I, I grew up, no, the newer, 
The newer rendition of it. The new rendition of the fucking cameras. I I I don't know. Maybe they're like the Predator Bears. I don't don't know. Um, You see, I grew up with Blue's Clues. So did I. I grew up with Blue's Clues. And by the way, the 25th anniversary of it just came up. Blue's Clues? That's horrifying. I know. I'm old. (laughs) Blue's Clues. (laughs) I was born around the time Blue's Clues started. All right, let's get back to the movie. We're not reviewing. We're not even reviewing. We're derailed again. This is your fault, Nadine. Anyway, so I wanted to put this out here. I feel like this movie is like a really great example of how parents put like unrealistic expectations on their kids so they can live out their dreams through their children or the team of kids they're coaching in this particular instance. No? No? Nobody feels that way? Yeah. No? Yes. No. I can see that. I feel that especially with like the coach of the, uh, the Hawks. Right. But the parents of the Hawks team I feel too. like he I feel like he was doing it simply for money. Well, no, because you weren't making yeah. that much money. I feel like the coach was doing it mostly he for money. He wasn't making that much money from the team. When you're a peewee fucking hockey team coach, you're not making a shit ton of money. He's really doing it because he specifically wants whatever glory is coming out of it. And so he's putting a lot of pressure on these kids so he can live his fucking dream through them because he couldn't actually make it to the major leagues. And the parents of the kids are doing the same thing. Banks' dad had a fucking meltdown that his kid was going to be going to the Ducks and not playing for the Hawks, which was the better team, because he thought that it would be like a death sentence to his kid's career or whatever. Or like that he wouldn't be with all his yeah, popular like friends. In the Specifically in the sports scene, you actually see it very, very frequently. I know. Is that parents, when they see their kid doing somewhat well, it doesn't even have to be great, somewhat well, they're like, my kid's going to be an athlete one day, you know? He's going to be this, or she's going to do this. And yeah, that is very, very true. And that stereotype, when did that start? Like, expecting your kids to be, like, this some professional athlete. Was that in the 80s? Mm, the earlier. 70s? Because it, it was, hasn't been around that long. I think it had to have been, like, yeah, I mean, the probably, 50s or something like that, probably. And actually, it probably started before then. Because, so around the, was it World War One or World War Two? they brought the woman athletes in because the men were leaving for entertainment. And when the guys came back, they started, they started paying them. That was when they started paying them, like, exorbitant prices because they wanted to outprice the woman ones so that they could make it more. Oh, yeah, that's what uh, League of the Road is about. Yeah. Is that a cult classic? I don't think so. I don't know okay. if that was World War One or World War Two. I think it was World War Two. Uh, so around that time period is probably when it started. Well, the reason why the reason why I brought that up is because, like, in the time period that I've grown up, those expectations have died, right? Like, not really. Now, kids that are in school going to do that, like, mm. I did not experience almost any of that growing up whatsoever, and I did multiple sports. Well, that's because your parents were probably yeah. better. But like, I'm telling you right now, I went to high when I went to high Back school in the 1960s. And I was, I'm not that far. I'm not much older than you, John. <laughs> anyway, when I went to high school, it wasn't like that. It w- wasn't like what you said you're experiencing. They definitely had pressure on a lot of these kids, like a lot of my classmates. And my brother's grade, he had the, they had the same issue. They had pressure from their parents. So it's definitely still a thing. Oh, I, 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 do, I do remember in high school for me, because I did track in high school, I did a lot of sports in high school. Um, football, baseball, soccer, track. I did swimming. I, I basically did everything because I just wanted to do stuff. But um, I remember in track, um, there was one race, one race, I got below a minute on the 400 meter, which is pretty average, mind you. But the moment I did that, the coach came over to me. He's like, we're taking you to county. We're going to do this. Call your parents, do this. 
And that was really, really weird for me. But I wouldn't say that any of the other kids, like, their parents would be there, like, freaking out. Like, that kid's going to go to nationals. He's going to be a great long jumper. You know, I never really experienced that. No, but I, I, don't, I don't think every kid experiences it. It's just, it's definitely prevalent throughout. Uh, I'm going to pause you real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, okay. it's prevalent, not prevalent. Oh. Yes, I was thinking the same thing. I, I didn't want to thing. say it the first time because I was like, hmm. But now that you've chosen it as the word of the day and you've used it twice prevalent? in the past hour, I have to tell you, it's prevalent. Prevalent? I don't, I've always said pre prevalent. 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 No, no, no. No, there's yeah, no prevailing it's here. It's prevalent. <laughs> what? There's no prevailing in this. It's prevalent. Prevailing yeah, it's means not, you succeed it's, it's, in something. Prevalent means it's wide. Widespread. There's also no I in prevalent. Prevailing has an I. P-E-R-B-E-A-I-L. Prevalent is P-E-R-B-A-L. So there's no A in there. It's just prevalent. So anyways, you said you went to college, right, Dan? Yeah. I've always what said What the prevalent. fuck, man? <laughs> I think this is like just a word that some people say what some way way and some people say the other. This, this ain't no Brooklyn accent. It's prevalent, not prevalent. 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 Why have I prevalent. why have I always said prevalent? And you've never heard me say prevalent before? No. Yes, I have. Anyway, let's get back to what we were saying. I do I do agree though. It is really prevalent in society, and it just depends on who your parent is. Is is, so for, is sports like really important to your parents? Do you, are your parents really competitive people? Do they have high expectations for you, and they find one thing that you're really good at and latch onto it, and then force it down in the throat for the rest of your life because they need to have some sort of some thing to brag brag out about for you it just depends on who the parent is so everyone's a little bit different i know in asian countries that's actually a much stronger thing than it is in america in the western countries latching on to one success whatever it really it really depends dude it really depends because like for for me in particular my dad was pissed that i was going for history and i wasn't becoming a lawyer you know what I mean? You uh, as a lawyer would be the most unintimidating lawyer on the stand. Yeah. <laughs> I could just Oh, yeah. No, uh, it's something I actually did. I think I experienced more from my grandfather from, than from my actual parents. Like he definitely wanted all of his kids to go to like yeah. CMU. Yeah. It becomes a generational thing. It's a generation thing more than anything else, but it definitely is. Like it depends on the culture because, like, I'm. Irish and I'm French. So the French side of my family was really about getting your education, getting your education, getting your education because I'm, I think I'm what, second generation French? The Irish side of my family, it was more of you have to get a job, you have to get a job, you have to get a job. You can't just like not work for a living, you have to have a job. So wow, like it really just depends must on. hate me. Oh. Don't ever describe what they, what, if they ever ask what I do, just say I'm in the, I did the military, okay? Uh, yeah, that's, I have. Trust me. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's great. Like, it really just depends because that may not have been one thing, but that was definitely pressure that I felt on both sides. So not only did I have to get a job, but I had to go to school. So I did both and it took me forever. And then I still didn't end up with a fucking career at the end of it. And I ended up in something completely different. But like, there's people who are like, <clears throat> my kid may not be, uh, my kid can't do play because plays are never going to go anywhere. They're not going to go anywhere if they're going to be like an actor or anything like that. So they have to do sports because that's what they're really good at. And they can't do the artsy shit or oh, whatever. Well. And also like, you know, 
toxic masculinity. Well, when I, and when, then they concentrate on when that. I finished boot camp, <laughs> when I finished boot camp, I got a pat on the shoulder and my dad told me, I never thought you'd get here. So, I mean, I guess there's different, there's different types of expectations for your children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I didn't get that. You're gonna go to. You're gonna do this. I want you to do this. He's just like, do whatever you want. I don't care. But like, you got lucky though because you didn't have those expectations. Uh, a lot of kids do have those expectations put on them, whether their parents realize they're actually doing it or not. Mm-hmm. They have this thing where they're like, I don't want my kid to make that same mistake that I made. So I'm going to pick something that I think I found that they're really good at and like force them yeah. to do it, kind of thing. Like not Dan same, felt that with not the same quality as like I didn't learn taxes until I had to suffer with them, so I'm gonna teach my kid taxes before <laughs> he is an adult, that type of thing. But more like, well, since I broke my leg in high school and I couldn't play a uh, quarterback, I want my kid to go to uh, the NFL. Yeah, like I, I think it, it yeah. might start with a good intent, but it kind of like is overcome by just like the push to have the child succeed. Why aren't you Bill Gates yet, you useless child? Exactly. Like. And there's an aspect of just projecting an your extreme own. example. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Back to the movie, Nadine. Do you have any other things on this movie? That is part of the movie, though. We were just talking about the movie. God. Yeah. Anyway. No, it got derailed again. No, it's a big part of the plot. I feel is, is instead of doing it, every other team is doing it, just pushing their kids as hard as they possibly can. The the root of the movie is it's better if you just kind of enjoy yourself, and and, and yeah, play hockey, yeah. You know, and they they did win at the end of this movie. Would it has been just as impactful if they didn't at the time period that it was released? No, but if nowadays they released the movie and they didn't win at the end of the championships, but they still made the, the the team like seem like you know what they're happy they actually even got where they got because they had fun while doing it. It would have been just impactful today. Maybe not in the '90s, but today it would be. The whole point of this movie is the expectations that society or your parents or your coach is putting on you to make you the best is making what you're doing not fun. And that's not fair to kids. They're just kids. You know what I mean? They're doing these things because they're trying to figure out what they do like, not what they don't like. And by forcing them to do what they do like and making it miserable for them, they're not going to want to do it for the rest of their life. Or they're going to have that thing that was supposed to give them some sort of like relief of anxiety or pressure and double downing on that anxiety and pressure and making it so that it's not worth not worth it for them as they get older. Yep. You know what I mean? So like, it's like the whole point of this movie is that the pressure that the, all of them are feeling is, is not okay. And it was better to go with, yes, you have to practice. If you really want to do something, no matter what you do, you have to put some work into it, but make sure you're having fun while you're doing it. And in the end, if you get there, great. If not, that's fine too. Yep. And it's, it's even more like of an emphasis in like the, uh, the Disney plus series that they just came out like last year. Like, it's basically yeah, all about it really kids. is. Like, I think the, the team name is, like, the Nobodies or something. And it's because mm-hmm. they, got, they, weren't, they weren't good enough to make any of the other hockey teams. And it's all about making sure those kids are doing something they enjoy and not just getting knocked out of it because they're not great at it. When you could train Oh, them so like Space Jam. No, I'm kidding. This isn't a Space Jam movie. Nothing compares to Space Jam. No, not even close to the same kind of concept um anyway <laughs> i'm just saying uh there's there's one I, thing i want to mention about the movie as well nadine because yeah i just want to casually mention it what was the uh the goalie's name goldberg what was his name goldberg yeah yeah can i just say 
the scene of him getting duct taped to the uh to the goalie thing and getting swatted at and him screaming and then suddenly like laughing like ha ha you can't hurt me that I, that that resonated with me a lot and I love that that was probably one of the funniest bits of this movie for me. I and actually him, really did think this movie was funny. Up. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Like it's like it's sweet. Uh, it's like it's kind of like a sweet funny movie. Like it's not supposed to be like overly hilarious, but it's supposed to have like enough to make you like kind of smile and laugh and like just feel good while you're watching it. I do think they hit that very well. A lot of it for me was just cringe humor. I, there was some parts of it that were really genuinely funny, but a good majority of it was kind of like that. Uh, oh, we swing and a miss. Well, here's another pitch type of deal. No offense, John, but I feel like every single movie you watch is cringe humor for you. It's like you can't handle it. Because! <laughs> it's just, uh oh, I don't like anything. I don't like anything. You can't handle it. I don't anything. like, I what was my like... rant the other night about turning right? I'm like, mm, that's a really good movie. It's a shame it's getting slammed right say, now. I really liked I it. Say, and then I went into I it. Say, I didn't say that you didn't like anything. I said you couldn't handle anything. Because <laughs> they're two different things. <laughs> Oh my fucking no, speak, god! Speaking of swing batter batter, though, like I think my favorite scene of the <laughs> joke of the movie. Don't just ignore what we were talking about, Dan. Right. This is this is really really true here. You guys are just like, well, your opinion's just wrong. Anyways, let's move on. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm okay, not the so only person that's like this. Swing batter batter, Dan. What were you saying? No, the, the, you assholes. You're both doing it now. No, the. The the character Lee Averman, he's like swing better 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 swing better better. The, the coach goes, "We're not playing baseball or something." I don't know. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. that, that just reminded me of that joke. I, okay. that. Okay. Yeah. I love that scene. What a what a great thing to add, Dan. Thanks. You guys are still awful people. You're welcome. All right, all right, John. What, what did what was uh what's? I'm sorry, this movie didn't connect, you didn't connect with this movie, but. It's not even about all. me not connecting with the movie anymore. It's about your disappointment in me. I'm not disappointed. You guys are just like every movie. You're like, why don't you like this? There's something wrong with you. The first thing I go, they're like, oh, you're not you going to have... like this movie. Why are you making me watch it then? You have no joy from anything that's simple. You're like, it has to be complicated and dark for me to enjoy it. And even the ones that are complicated and all dark, right, I'm going to take apart with a Listen, <laughs> I am not a 2002 fucking goth boy, alright? I can have simple enjoyment as well. But these are not simple enjoyment movies. These are just, like, forbidden, you know, the forbidden dangling fruit. Like, I don't want to pluck that. You guys can grab it. I'm gonna stay away from that shit. Like, I, 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 I don't like this movie. But, like, I don't know what's... I don't understand how you could have so much, like, hate for this movie. Hatred. Hatred. It's not even hatred. I thought this movie was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was a normal movie. But you guys are just like, yeah, clearly you haven't watched it. Like, let me just put up my glasses real quick and make it shine a little bit and say, oh, clearly you guys haven't watched this movie. Like, anyways, like you said it was hard to follow. Like, <laughs> it was hard to follow. I didn't like not the movie. It was, it was all over the place. It was scattered. It was scattered. It wasn't a it's simple a enjoyment. Movie. It had shitty romance. <laughs> It had shitty romance. It had a shitty know. plot. Yeah, it's, it literally is just another 1990s clone of their shitty 1980s movie. I will give it that. Oh my and the fact that Disney had a part in this makes me even more disappointed in the movie. No, I, I, I will. I, I think you have a valid point there that there is a bit of like a cookie cutter like plot of this movie. But but that's every fucking Disney's movie. I'm sorry. Have you ever exactly, watched them? Yeah. Like they literally yeah. reuse okay. animation. Time for out. Time movies. out. You're right. 
You're right. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. But at least they come up with a unique story, something that resonates, a new, Im- a new. Th- what did I learn from this movie? I don't like it. Shit, hockey's on ice, yo. Like, yeah. I mean, that's valid. That's, that's all I got. There's not many other ho- hockey movies out there. There's like Slapshot, this, yeah. and Goon. Goon. There's a reason yeah. why there's not hockey's boring. Sorry to anyone who plays hockey or likes hockey. I think it's Whoa. interesting. Have you ever watched uh, a hockey yeah, game? Yeah, seriously. And have you ever gone to a live hockey game? You have two huge hockey fans on the other end of the mic here. That Where was are I born, Nadine? Fight you. There is a fucking. Where did I live most of my life, Nadine? A hockey team in Florida, you twat. There's two <laughs> hockey teams. In and nobody cares about it in Florida. Gosh. I mean, their teams do suck. So, what? Ronan, Ronan. Oh, okay. Now you're agreeing with me. Oh my god. <laughs> It's because I talk shit about much- other hockey teams because I am a huge Flyers fan, and I hate to say it, but they kind of suck this year. And so I have to trash talk every other team out there that's doing even a little bit better. <laughs> Why do I care? I don't care about it. I didn't even know. I didn't even know Florida had a hockey team until I was like There's eighteen. Two. There's two. There's two. There's two hockey teams. I, did, I didn't. I didn't know they had two hockey Tampa, teams. I thought they only had one. Two Stanley Cups. Yeah. Okay, you know you're bad at hockey when a state that doesn't have ice. Actually, beat you in a hockey game. That's what I've been saying. (laughs) (laughs) But no, long long story short, there's the cookie cutter aspect to this. If the movies of the 80s and 90s was a sheet of cookie dough, someone brought over the Christmas tree cutter and just went stamping like crazy. And you know what? They're like, you know what? Let me just put a different, you know, a different topping on each cookie. They won't look the same, right? No, it's still the same cookie. Okay. Um, it just I looks feel like different. We're going for far on time. We, we we gotta be because um I missed recording in the beginning of this, but only in the first ten minutes. So we're like fifty five minutes in. We should probably go to the next section. Okay, whatever. Uh, before we go into the rating segment or anything, uh, Nadine, why don't you go ahead and say the stuff you wanted to say at the beginning, so we can have a proper rating and not try and stuff it at the end when no one cares. Oh uh, yeah. Um. So, uh, John got strep throat and Dan and I bought a house. So we're a little behind in the movie schedule. We're going to try to release two episodes this week. Um, and the episode that was supposed to be released this week, we're going to try to release next week, uh, so that everything is kind of caught up. On top of that, um, once they do move into the house, we're going to be able to, uh, record a lot more frequently. Yeah. Because Sometimes we're going to be seven minutes away from each other. Yes. <laughs> I can walk to your house. I wouldn't. I don't want to that. because I'm a lazy fat piece of shit. But I can walk there. Yeah, we're we're literally going to be seven minutes apart we're from each other. Home anyway. And our house is big enough that Dan and I bought that we can actually make a podcasting room for all of us to sit in and podcast together. So we're actually going to be across from each other from now on. Oh, oh, and um, yep. um, in like a year or two, we're going to start a new podcast, but we haven't decided when that's going to be. So you know, just just hold your hold your horse. Yeah, we have. You just don't want to talk about. We don't it. have a title for it. Okay, you know what. Dan and John's excellent adventure, and Nadine. You're an asshole. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's go on to the rating segment. Um, all right, so, I'm just going to go ahead and say this, guys. Wait, no, it's uh, it, is it or isn't it first, bitch? Is it or isn't it? No, I don't... Uh, no. But why do you think no, John? This wow. is just another... It's a terrible movie. Of course, it's a. It's of course it's a cult classic, Nadine. It literally has every aspect of a movie I don't like that makes it a cult classic. Wow. Okay. Uh, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I do think this is a cult classic. I mean, I think it doesn't really. I don't think 
everybody loves this movie and it's it's clearly yeah speaking to someone who doesn't right here clear but there is like a, a passionate nostalgic factor to it with like the people that grew up in the 90s with kids in the 90s that i think will keep it uh going on and that's why it's like why why does it feel like i'm being excluded from this segment i was born in the 90s and i don't have any nostalgia towards this movie because you're trash well, the thing, i was born um... in the 80s but i don't consider myself an 80s kid <laughs> Yeah, okay, you were born in the 80s, but it wasn't like you were born in 1981. You're basically a 90s kid. Exactly. That's, that's like, you're kind of in between because you're 96, right? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a 2000s kid, pretty much. Yeah, so that's that's what I mean. All right. Nadine, why why is it yes for you? It's yes for me because it's an awesome movie, and Dan's right. It's not a lot of people who's going to actually love this movie the way that we do. I think it's definitely, like, a more of a 90s kid's nostalgia moment. It came out. Everyone loved the Mighty Ducks when it came out. It was like kind of in sh- Disney show, other Disney shows. Like they had like the logo for it and stuff like that. Other Disney shit. I mean, you're not wrong. Other Disney shit. I remember the animated well, series. I I remember the animated series. I loved the animated series. I loved the the trilogy. I even actually liked the new Mighty Ducks show that came out. I watched that because I'm uh, five. Um, but it, I think it's something that like if you're a fan of it, you're not maybe completely obsessed, but you definitely still watch all of it over and over again because it makes you feel good. It definitely makes you feel like nostalgic. Uh, maybe if you're really sick and you want something to, like that from your kid childhood go back to to like comfort you with, you watch something like this. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, um, I'm going to disagree with all the above, but I do think that this is a cult classic movie because based on the things that we discussed in previous podcast uh, episodes. The criteria that follows to make a cult movie, this has exactly that. It wasn't it wasn't a huge release. Um, the people that have watched it remember it from other mediums as well after the release. I bet there's some that watched it in theaters. But um, it definitely has that initial release. It didn't really do that well in the box office. Sure, it made a good portion of its money back, but I wouldn't, con- I wouldn't call it a sleeper hit if it only... Uh, if they put 14 million into it and got 50 million back, like that's, that's not that much. And, uh, people remember it today. I told my fiance about it, Satori, and she immediately was like, Oh yeah, I remember that movie. That movie's funny, you know, but it wasn't like, Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. They really nailed it out of the part. She was just like, I remember that movie. I wouldn't have remembered it if you would have, you know, mentioned it. So it's, it's definitely a cult classic type movie. So it definitely falls under the cult classic. So that's a yes for me. That's probably the only yes you're going to get for me tonight. All right. So let's rate this movie. Dan, why don't you start us off? I will give this movie a uh, 7.5. Um, I really like this movie. I think it's a great feel-good movie. It's not my favorite of the uh, the Mighty Ducks movies. I like the second one better. So that's why it's not like an 8. But I like this movie. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go next. I know you guys are going to get disappointed. Um. Originally, I was actually going to rate this around a four or a five, like during the movie when I watched it. And then after I realized that it's a Disney movie, I got so disappointed. I'm actually going to rate it a three. Wow. Um, this movie was it, it wasn't pure enjoyment for me, like Nadine and Dan. It didn't give me those feel good butterflies in the tummy. I was staring at this screen with just deadpan eyes like, OK. All right. All right. It didn't have the same. I want to kill myself factor as a, you know, surf Nazis must die, but it was kind of like, why am I watching this? 
So it's a three, three out of 10 for enjoyment. Now, for general purposes, I would have given it a five, but specifically because it's a Disney movie, my expectations are too high. It's a three. Wow, John, okay. get it together. Um, I'm a seven because I think I agree with Dan. Oh, okay. So my my opinion is moot. <laughs> seven. Um, so I'm a seven mostly because I don't think it's. I think Dan might like this movie a little bit more than I do. I think actually I did watch the second one after and I thought I liked the first one more, but I do like the second one better. So I will actually agree that I think the second one was a better movie out of the trilogy. So because it didn't quite hit as high as the second movie did for me, like, you know, viewing wise, it's a seven for me. The second one's more of like an eight. It's more enjoyable to watch, you know? How do you like the? How do you like this movie more, but rate the second movie higher? No, higher? You, yeah, we'll watch the second one. I watched the second one. The second one is in a cult yeah, movie, it's though. Um, it's just not on the list. Uh, so it, I said I thought I liked this one more first, but then I watched the second one not long after I watched this one, and I realized I actually did like the second one more. So this one I rate as a seven. The second one I would have rated it as an eight because I actually enjoy okay, it. Okay, the, the way you worded it made it, yeah. Okay, well, I feel like I'm just another a weight on the ship pulling us down, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty solid with my three there. Okay. The third one does suck, though. The, the third one's pretty bad. All right, guys, would you recommend it um, to uh, friends to watch a movie? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. No, I would not recommend it. Um, I really wish Disney had kept this one in the draft list. I know it's. I know it has a huge following and i'd probably change my mind if i watched the second movie since you guys like it a lot more but for this movie in particular if i didn't know there was other stuff and how big it was after i think disney probably should have kept it in the draft list okay dan you want to go uh yeah i recommend this movie yeah i recommend this movie i it's just a easy movie to watch it's a good time and it's about goofy kids winning at hockey like i don't see what's the uh the harm in that you know what, Dan? Everything is. I hate this movie. Same All right, Nadine, what do you think? I would totally uh, recommend this. One, I love hockey. So if anyone who likes hockey wants just to see a hockey movie about, you know, kids playing hockey, bam, there you go. But it's also a feel-good movie. I feel like it has a lot of things in it that are really great. You know, I think they're kind of sweet. Like, the team sucks, but they all kind of come together. They're really great friends. My dog's eating my fucking computer wire. I do want to mention something else, guys. Um... I know that uh, you know that I rated this very low. However, uh, I watched another Disney movie literally next to each other like this. I fell in love with that movie. When I watched this movie, it did not give me the same enjoyment. And especially with uh, how big I am on Disney movies, I'm a huge fan of Disney and Pixar. Seeing a movie like this just makes me feel very uncomfortable to know that it's a Disney movie. If it wasn't a Disney production and I had not watched this Disney movie beforehand, it would probably have been a lot easier to watch. But under the circumstances that I am and how selfish and how I don't really like watching movies to back to back, this was painful for me. So forgive me. Surprising. And it also has great music too. And you, did you even appreciate that? It, it did insane? have good music. I did appreciate okay. that. I also really liked the outro song. Um, but th I didn't I didn't really include that in particular to it because like you can have good music in a movie and the movie is still not that great. If it's good, it'll bring it up to a 10. If the movie's bad, it doesn't really do anything for the movie. It's like, oh yeah, that has really good soundtracks on it. I disagree. Sometimes the good music actually brings the movie up a little bit. But. Yep. 
I mean, if you want to, another thing too, um, when you guys, when you mentioned in the, the facts that they put Queen in the movie, right? Except for on TV releases or anything like that. Just because you put Queen in a movie doesn't make the movie good. It just means that Queen is popular enough to be put in a movie like this. Oh, no, you're talking about Queen. I'm, like, the, the score is actually, like, really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I'm um, using it as an example. The music throughout the movie was pretty pretty easy on the ears. Yeah. All right, Nadine, close it out. All righty, so if you, don't. If, you have any, and, uh, if you guys have any movie recommendations or want to talk about movies with us, you can find us on Facebook through a private group, Snazzy Podcast, S-N-A-S-Y is how it's spelled. Uh, or you can find us on Instagram at Snazzy Podcast. Or my dog's having a meltdown right now. Just if you hear that in the background. You're, <laughs> you're fine. Everything's fine. I'm not paying attention to him is what it is. He's He does not like it when I do not pay attention to him. Or you can email us at she's not a slut yet at gmail.com. If you guys like hear, like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps us get us, get us out there and more people find us have people actually interact with us you'd really love to actually talk to people about the movies just a heads up we're reviewing my pick alien next it'll be this week kind of about this um, one um, i was gonna do big trouble in little china but i figured this was a better option alien's always a better option um, and that was released and i am actually su- excited for this movie too alien i have i'm surprised because he hates horror movies anyway it was released in 1979 and sigourney reaver obviously weaver is obviously in it and i think she's gorgeous so make sure to tune in again that episode was supposed to be released march 3rd but we're gonna try to aim for some time this week and then the one that was supposed to be on march 17th will end up being the week after so all right well thank you guys for uh tuning in um i hope you guys agree with me and not dan and 18 and i hope you have a wonderful day john's wrong bye see ya